Good morning. This is Dina Marie. And today I'm excited to share a revival moment with you from Our Lady of Peace in Beaverton. This year marks the 50th anniversary for the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows to celebrate their Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching. It's an annual week-long retreat-style program that features excellent catechesis, daily prayer, Eucharistic adoration, fellowship, and of course, food, and a peaceful setting at Our Lady of Peace. And the program runs in July from July 9th through the 14th. And here's an amazing theme, be still and know that I am God. And among some of the presenters will be some of the Dominican sisters of Mary, mother of the Eucharist. They're coming out from Ann Arbor, Michigan for this special event. And we have one of the sisters joining us today, Sister Joseph Andrew. Sister, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us a little bit about your community and the power of the Eucharist. Good morning. Good morning, Dana Marie and all who are listening. And really thank you for this very specially. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have the sisters come. Uh, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, will be presenting this year. Also, Tim Staples from Catholic Answers and one of our local priests, Father Theodore Lang. And then Bishop Peter Smith, our auxiliary bishop, will be speaking in the evening. So it's an amazing week of presentations. I want to first ask you a little bit, Sister, about your community, uh, Mother Assumpta Long. You and her and two other sisters founded the community over 25 years ago now. So just give us a sense of your charism and how you live out your religious community. Okay, well, 26 years ago, the four of us, Sister Mother Assumpta, uh, Sister Mary Samuel, Sister John Dominic, and I were all members of another Dominican community. And as the Holy Spirit, and we were just praying to the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit leads us, if we let him, uh, he put it in our hearts, each one of us in a very unique manner. Um, I know what he did to me and how he let me know, um, and each one would, would speak for themselves, herself, but he put it in all our hearts to found another Dominican community. Now, in the history of the Dominican order, which is over 800 years old now, the orders like the Dominicans and Franciscans, and of course, this retreat will be held by the Franciscan missionaries of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Dominicans, the Franciscans, the Carmelites, the Augustinians, we always grow. We, we, we say it's like a tree. And so you have your base and then the branches are sent out by the Holy Spirit. Well, we became a new branch and which means that there was a lot of, of red tape and a lot of work to be done. And we had to submit it all to Rome, and Rome has the ability to say yes or no to our idea, which we firmly believed the Holy Spirit was leading us to. So in 1997 or 1996, the four of us went up to the Archdiocese of New York, and there's many, many things I could say, but I would just say one of the most beautiful blessings God gave us was Cardinal O'Connor was already a friend of Mother Assumpta. And we had known him and she knew him more so. And he had said, come up here. I want to be your benevolent bishop. And you have to have a benevolent bishop guide you through these things. So we went up to New York and that was about in July. And the church gives you about three years to see if this idea is really of God, in which case it has to take off within three years. You have to get the church's blessing. Or if it doesn't, then you go back to your community. So. We went in July. 
December 4th, we sent our papers to Rome, having done everything. Now, it helped to have a cardinal who was the right right arm of John Paul II, certainly. And he would fly back and forth to Rome and take our things to the sacred congregation. And so as it was called at that particular time in history. And so I can remember when this happened, we were in Rome and our priest friends, and we had many because Mother Sumpty had helped the Cardinal begin the Sisters of Life. And so there's a long history uh, here. And so our priest friends had all said, what do you mean you sent your papers to Rome? How could you do that at Christmas? Do you not have any bags of mail the Vatican gets? And we're like, and they said, well, why did you do that? And we said, because we were ready. You know, very simple. You know, we, we, we sent them to Rome. On January 4th, 1997, the saint now, John Paul the Great, signed off that we were a new community, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Isn't that the most beautiful name? <laughs> it truly is. And so um, we became a new community. So from there, through a lot of, of different things that, again, um, I'm, I know we don't have enough time to really talk about, but come see us in Oregon on this retreat, and we'll tell you the rest of the story. But we knew that God wanted us in Lansing, Michigan, where we didn't know anybody. We knew the priests, we knew the cardinal, we knew friends. Uh, New York was kind of a home to us, but like Abraham, and that was that was the scripture passage that Cardinal O'Connor chose for our profession mass when we made our vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience in this new community of Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. And he chose that reading. And again, because the four of us were going to be sent out immediately to go establish our mother house in our community, actually there in um, the Lansing Diocese, which is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we went. And so now, 26 years later, our community numbers of approximately 150 the average age is about 33 years old. We uh, are spread across the country, teaching from pre-K all the way through college and seminary uh, in many, many schools. And we also work in Rome at the Angelicum and um, the North American College as librarians, and then also at Santa Sabina, which are in the headquarters of the Dominicans there in Rome. So we're spread all over God's beautiful creation. So he has really blessed our community. Oh. I'm talking with Sister Joseph Andrew, and I know, Sister, you spent many years, about 24, as vocation director. So again, seeing the growth, walking with women who are discerning that call to religious life, and then just seeing how God is just opening up their hearts to this beauty of spiritual motherhood. Uh, how beautiful is this? But I know today you're, you've are you been given the mission to be a Eucharistic and Marian revival speaker in this yes. time of Eucharistic yes. revival. And I think yes. it's so greatly into our retreat, this week-long time of prayer, but heavy catechesis. And first, I want to just ask you about the power of catechesis formation, learning. We inform our, our mind, which touches our heart, and then they work together and how we love yeah, Jesus. Right. So in uh -huh. your community, how, how do you approach catechesis, faith formation, learning about the faith? Right. Well, Dina Marie, that question is so Dominican because yes. the Holy Father 800 years ago gave us behind our name, we have the initials O P, 
order of preachers. And so that wasn't what Dominic created. That's what the Holy Father 800 years ago said, you will be the preachers of the truth, which is the motto of the Dominican order throughout the world. And so when you touch on catechesis, you're really touching on the responsibility that each of us has as, as baptized people to know our faith. How can I know a God I don't even begin to know? How can I love someone I don't know? So we always say, why, why were we created to know, love, and serve God and to, to be happy in this world, but to really to be happy in the next, whatever this world may end up giving us by God's design that he knows will bring us closer to him. But if you, if you notice, to know him comes first because I cannot love what I do not know. And yet God made us to be images of himself, Imago Dei. And so this incredible divine call to become, as the great saints and doctors of the church really have said, especially St. Irenaeus says it so beautifully, to become Christ-like. But I can't do that if I don't know truth. And so whether our sisters are teaching biology, which is something that I teach, or social studies or English or you name it, math, whatever, we are teaching that God, God is real. He created us. He loves us. He sustains us. And he desires for us to live with him in heaven for all eternity. And being a, a teacher for many, many years I can honestly say you can get that message across constantly and people want it. And being now a Eucharistic and Marian preacher for the community, I realized that there is such a deep, I wouldn't even say hunger, I'd almost say starvation. People are realizing, you know, just as if we were to be starved, we would grab any morsel and be so grateful and I believe that's pretty much where the faithful are today, that there is such a deep desire. Touch my heart with, with the knowledge that God loves me. I think when you when you put it all together, what the problems in, in this world, and I always have been, that, that God couldn't love me. Mm-hmm. And so that erupts into the chaos that we see and that we have seen. And we just came out of an entire century of world wars. And and this one's not proven any better And a century of martyrs, which is going to be one of the talks that Mother Assumpton and I are going to give together at this retreat, a talk on martyrdom, because this is an age of martyrdom. And we know some of these people that we do believe are martyrs, some red martyrs, and we'll explain what that means, and some white martyrs. But in any case, giving the total gift of self. But again, the more we know about God, the more we love him and the more we gain our own self-knowledge, which is incredibly important, and thereby realize the call to holiness, which is beyond all understanding, but through faith, it inspires us. And that's why we get up out of bed every day. And that's why we run through the world and and give the gifts that we have because we know in humility, we don't deserve them. It's God's free gift. And so the only way to do it is say, and you have it too, and you have it too, and you have it too. And then they go, well, who is he? And how does he love me? And catechesis just exudes, you know? 
Absolutely. I'm talking again with Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, our Lane County listeners on KMME. Well, uh, your, your sister communities, Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, we're so grateful for that title here to broadcast our ladies radio yes. station in the Pacific Northwest. I've got more questions to ask you as you are coming with Mother Assumpta to the 50th annual. So there's a special Jubilee celebration with this of of the Summer Institute at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. I want our listeners to hop online and get more information about the retreat. Yes. It's going to be a tremendous week of grace. Yes. This is what we want, yes. grace to flow through, yes. transform yes. our hearts, and to bring hearts closer to Jesus through Mary and through Mary's Beautiful. Eucharistic heart. So stay with me, sister. We're going to take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Thank you. This is Dina Marie with a retreat revival update here on Mater Day Radio. I've been talking with Sister Joseph Andrew, one of the founding sisters of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, founded in 1997. And we're grateful to have them be present here in the Archdiocese of Portland and in uh, Seattle as well. I know that you've been on vocations, events, and coming together, talking with young men and women about their vocation and really sharing with them the good news particularly through the vocation of religious life. We get the absolute treat and privilege to have you and Mother Assumpta joining us at the 50th Annual Summer Institute in July. And for our listeners, just think about this. On Sunday evening, you come in July 9th, you kind of get settled in, have your dinner, have some evening prayer. And then Monday through Friday, classes, evening lectures, time of a Eucharistic holy hour, of course, yes, all the meals, yeah. uh, daily mass. I mean, it's just, I've been to so many of these and it's such a blessed time. And oh, sister, yeah. I want to ask you about this theme, be still and know that I am God. And just reflect upon that in your own mission, particularly now as you're going around the country, speaking about the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother. Beautiful. You know, I have to say that um, I think this is one of my favorite things because it is so Eucharistic. We live in a fast-paced society, and we live in a frustrating society, and we live in a society that demands more patience than we have because our watches are ticking. Our time is moving. Everything is, is you know, I frequently say I can't wait till heaven when there will be no watches and no clocks because there will be no time because it will be eternal. That suits my heart well. And in, ultimately, it suits everyone's heart well. But in this chaotic life that we many times lead, we get ourselves more and more stewed up. You know, one of my Eucharistic talks really does begin with the need to forgive ourselves, because I think we put so much on ourselves that we can hardly believe, finally, that anyone can love us, let alone God. Why should he? Because all we you know, center on are our own weaknesses. And a big part of this is because we have incredible dreams and desires, which are God-given, but we can't accomplish them all. And so it frustrates us. Our humanity is frustrating. But instead of saying, God, do with me as you will and turning ourselves over and not counting every single detail, we we tend to give ourselves report cards, as I frequently say, and, and they're not really glowing. And so I think part of the answer to this is definitely, and the biggest one, is found in prayer. And to do, to really pray, you have to be still and you have to acknowledge 
God is there with you and he loves you and he is interior. I know even in my own life, and I will have at least three to four hours of community prayer a day, but in teaching or working with vocations or the vast ministries that we try to all cram in and that I do by obedience, I can be very exhausted at the end of the day and say, oh, I didn't get it all done. And I too have to say, so what? I'm trusting him and I'm going to go spend my last half hour of awakeness in the chapel. And I find I just calm down and then the next day goes so much better. And so there really is a secret of holiness that the saints have tried to tell us, which really can be summarized by saying, be still and know that he is God. And it's not he way up in heaven, wherever. It's he inside your own heart trying to call you if you will just be quiet and listen, if you will just be silent. Something else that I just wanted to add to this, Dina Marie, and your beautiful um, reintroduction, actually. We love your bishop. Bishop Alex Sample is a is a big fan of ours, and we are of his. <laughs> and we in Michigan sacrificed him right. <laughs> so that you could have him in Portland. And I think even that is such a beautiful thing to say. We weren't given gifts for one one place, so to speak. We were giving gifts to give to God so he could multiply them mm-hmm. in such an abundance. And again, if I'm just if I'm just channeling through the the tunnel of my day, I don't even realize there's a whole world out there that God is trying to give me. And so it becomes the spirituality of surrender, which is uh Father de Cusade, the Jesuit, really writes about in his writings, and, and so do many others. He just comes to mind immediately. But also, it becomes a spirituality whereby I trust God with my holy vulnerability. And that's a challenge to a world that believes we have to do it all ourselves. When it comes to the spiritual, we can't do it ourselves. We rely on God. And God will do it through us. And many times I kind of think as, as I have to laugh and say, in spite of me, God, just do it. And he will. And I've never been tempted to say, oh, look how wonderful I am or what I have done, because I know how puny I am in essence, except God can use me. And in that alone is any, quote, greatness that I just give myself to him. And some days are more of a challenge than others, but it's the necessity to pray and re-straighten out your own thoughts in your own heart and resubmit yourself into holy vulnerability for only God. Yeah, I'm not going to be vulnerable for everything in the world by any means. There's selfishness galore out there, but I will be for God. Yeah. Again, I'm talking with Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. If you want to see some just exciting things about religious life, go to their website, sistersofmary.org, and just see how they are serving, how they are loving. Again, I love to see the Dominicans and the Franciscans coming together and offering an opportunity for both the laity and the religious communities to come on this retreat. But it takes time and it takes commitment 
opposite sister. And there's so many things vying for our time and trying to tell us in a deceptive way, well, this is more important to seek your career, to seek to accumulate, to seek the TV and the the, the podcasts and the apps mm-hmm. and all of the things, screen time. What I'm going to invite people is Eucharistic time, time in that quiet Amen. with the Lord. Amen. And I just want you to share a little bit about the importance for us to come away because this is a full week. There is a commitment mm-hmm. to your family, to your work, take some time off. People take vacations all of the time. They go to Disneyland or Disney World. I'm talking about going into the heart of Jesus. Oh. This is where we need to go. <laughs> amen. 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 I, I couldn't underline or highlight or whatever. Everything that you're saying, Dana Marie Moore, because in essence, we will become what we desire to be. You know, um, I was on a radio program uh, recently and someone called in and said, you know, I want to be holy, but I just never make it. And I never this, that and the other. And and I said, you know, and and this person was going on about how they try to pray, but they never feel like they're in the depths of prayer and everything. And I said, you are well on your way to sanctity, to becoming a tremendous saint because your desire is so great. It's just eating you up. You have to trust. You have to let go of your own, again, as I mentioned, report card. You just have to let God be God. And I think the most beautiful way to do that is to sit in Eucharistic adoration and just to let God be God inside you. And he created us. You know, so many times I think, People think of prayer as vocal prayer, and oh gosh, I fell asleep, and this, that, and the other. And it always kind of tickles me. I've read this one time, and I take a talk about it to the young women who make our vocation discernment retreats. We'll have 200 of them, and it's 24 hours. So, I mean, young people are capable of sacrificing. They sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag that they have to bring. So, people are, are capable of sacrificing, and they'll say, Well, sister, you know, I fall asleep because it's all night Eucharistic adoration. Well, I fall asleep. And I said, St. Teresa once said, you know, I always fall asleep during prayer. And she said, but Jesus just must love to watch me sleep because he never wakes me up. <laughs> and I'm like, it's that gift of self, you know, God, God knows us and he knows our strengths and our weaknesses. And he doesn't have a report card. He just says, do you really desire me? And if we answer yes, then we need a retreat and to figure out my positives and my negatives and to get very serious about my self-knowledge. Am I going closer to him? Am I allowing things, fake things, and you mentioned a number, a number of them, to pull me away from prayer? And if if they do, the restlessness will get only stronger and stronger. As the great father of the church or doctor of the church, St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. I think everybody, 100% of humanity would say, yes, I want peace. And if we do, we will only get it when we get in to love God more and more. And that will take sacrifice because nobody goes to prayer at the at the beginning and says, oh, I'm a wonderful prayer. I mean, I, I don't know of anybody, including all the saints. I think we prove we love by picking up the cross and carrying it for the beloved. And in prayer, there is something to 
I don't feel like I'm a good prayer. I never feel like I'm a good prayer. I can say that personally, but God can pray through me, in me, with me, even though I know it's not me. I just have to hand it over to him. And that really does take time. But in any relationship, when we love, we can never spend enough time with the beloved. And if we get to the point where we're like, that's enough time, I, you know, we need to say, am I am I really not loving enough? Is there a selfishness growing inside of me? And I think that's why I love the virtue of fidelity, because it says whether I feel it or don't, I'm here with you. And that's what love is. It's not a feeling. It's a decision that I will be here with you. And you lean on me just as I know I have to lean on him. Yeah. So there, there's a real necessity to pray or life speeds by. And then, then we don't have much to show for it, except that we frantically tried hard to succeed in the world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the world we're leaving. Right. Right. Eternity, we better be really giving ourselves to know and love and become a part of. Well, I just want to invite our listeners to consider coming out to our Lady of Peace retreat. It is such a beautiful place of prayer, of quiet, of really getting to develop more that relationship with Jesus. And our Blessed Mother is everywhere. They're just guiding you and leading you, as is St. Joseph. So let him be our guide. Again, the (laughs) retreat is uh, the 50th annual, so it's a big celebration in the middle of July. Make your plans now. The website, olpretreat.org, has all all of the information, and then you get to meet the sisters, the Dominican sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. And I hope uh, we may be able to, Sister Joseph Andrew, get you back on before you come out in July. We'll see if our schedules allow that. (laughs) I want to just extend our love and our prayers for Mother Assumpta and all of the sisters and the beautiful work that you do there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. You are in our hearts, and we look forward to seeing you face-to-face in July here in Beaverton. Uh, Would you please help us close this time with a prayer? I would love to, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for deciding to create us, for giving us the call to come home through our lives, step by step, and finally see you face to face with Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and all our saints and angels for all eternity. Keep guiding us and let us open our hearts ever more deeply and especially give us the greatness to desire only you and to give ourselves in such a manner that you will be able to be heard in our hearts so that we can follow you. And someday all of us meet together in heaven. Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. All our saints and angels, pray for us. And thank you. Amen. Thank you, sister. God bless you and your community and have a blessed Easter. Yes, I know it. I'm so excited.